Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Trainers Lab podcast. This is the show where we dissect the elements of accelerated remote coaching careers. So the things that kind of speed up uh, progress, you know, when you're trying to grow independently, or you're maybe in school, and you're trying to line yourself up for a full time gig, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, we, we like to cover ground that is going to be helpful to the coach or trainer who's listening, and wants to make that jump online. But also to uh, maybe clients who are tuning in and want to be the fly on the wall and hear what our discussions maybe sound like. So um, yeah, Blake Scheidt is here with me today. Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm excited for our conversation today. So we were a little off the air just talking uh, about tracking devices. I have a lot of clients have used them. Um, there's a good and somewhat of a bad to them, but mm -hmm. um, a lot of good. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about you know, our experiences with different ones, what they offer and kind of like at, from a coaching perspective, like what we like to use with our clients if they have them, um, and things like that. So, uh, I've dabbled with Fitbit, um, and Apple watch. And then I've had clients that I've worked with that we do some work with their whoop, but I've actually never done anything with like a, an aura or I don't know what the other ones would be a garment maybe, but oh yeah. Yeah. How about you? Which ones have you played around with? So for myself personally, I've used the Whoop, Apple Watch, and Fitbit. Um, I've considered the Aura Ring at certain times, but I ended up coaching clients who ended up buying them. And then like I kind of got to live through that and was like, oh, okay, maybe I don't want that. And then they ended up going back to the Whoop anyway. So like it, it was an interesting demographic where they gravitated towards the Whoop. Uh, it was also the like year where, um, you know, branding wise, like Joe Rogan and they used it for their weight loss challenge or whatever. So they exploded. Um, now there are pros and cons to each. The reason I really wanted to do a quick episode on this today is because, uh, 75% of probably all clients I ever worked with in fitness always in the first month, two months would ask about some form of a tracker. Hey, what do you think about the whoop? What do you think? And it's like, you, even if you don't, you know, where it, use it, you kind of have to know a little bit about it to speak to it, um, in a, in a, in a, you know, informed way. And so, uh, one of the things that I want to dive into is, you know, the cons, the obvious cons, let's just lay it out on the table. Right. Um, one, if you rely on it too much, I've noticed that it, you lose feel, uh, with, with, your ability to assess your own biomarkers. What's my mood? What's I agree my strain? with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's right? like the number one thing I have a problem with on it. Yeah. And, and there's a whole book on it, right? Dr. Andy Galpin wrote Unplugged uh, with Brian McKenzie, I believe in that. And it's mm -hmm. like about not relying on all these wearables and all of these types of things. But there's also this benefit to it that I can't, you know, you can't help but see, for example, like, um, you know, there's extreme cases like that a Apple watch that can save you in a lethal scenario. If you get in a car crash, like it could call, it could, it could be like, Hey, are you okay? And it calls 911 for you, right? If mm -hmm. you can't get to your phone or there's something stuck in you or something. And, but that's like a crazy wild scenario. Um, now let's back it up to like, I think everyday use and maybe uh, like one of the cons could be that um, you're reactive to it uh, basically where it's like when you wake up and you see a strain that's like, oh man, I'm really just like wrecked or whatever. Like we don't even assume that it could be incorrect or, hey, I right. actually feel great. <laughs> yeah. 
that's my number one problem with with them. If we're going to start on the bad, like we'll come, yeah. we'll go over the good stuff too. But um, so what I've seen with clients that I work with, because my clients are very obsessed with them, a couple of them are very obsessed with the trackers, is um, they get very they act like the heart rate reading is always accurate Mm -hmm. and then they get very fearful when it's really high and my whole like kind of natural gear towards is okay go go can you still talk um you know do you feel like you can breathe and like have you felt like this before like those are kind of like natural feeling ones versus like numbers that make you afraid because you think you should be at this number and you're this thing's telling you you're at this they're really inaccurate on a lot of stuff um, sometimes are really great. I, I've literally had a client who has gone through four of them. She has worn Apple, uh, Garment and Fitbit and maybe it was just three, but she's done all three. She is an older client. So she is like, it, I, I like it for her in the sense that I like to check her heart rate during workouts just to make sure she's safe. Yeah. Um, but she gets she almost feels like the workout was a failure if she doesn't hit a certain heart rate or calorie um output yes. on, the, on the tracker. And so it's been like it's almost like we can't even have uh a, a real heart to heart conversation about how it's not fully accurate because she's just so bought into the numbers. So that'd be the thing. The numbers um are really helpful at times because people love to see that. So I might have a client who thinks they walk enough. And so it's really good to see that they're not getting enough steps because the yeah. numbers don't lie. Um, even though I probably could have got a feel for that and just kind of investigating what they do through their day. But um, it's great to see that data though. It's great for to, them see to see that data. It. And that would be like one of the best things about it. But then it becomes like um, all of the data on there is infallible. And that's right. just, that's just not true. There's a lot of it's the best we have right now, but as far as like heart rate variability and all that stuff, I would have to say Whoop seems to be the most accurate mm-hmm. um, and the most um, detailed because it really tries to do one focused thing. Yeah. I would say the more the um, you're trying to get like the Swiss Army knife tracker. Uh, I would say the less accurate they are, but I really do like Apple because of just all the gadgets and fun things it does on there. Um, yeah. Apple does a really good job, especially if you're already plugged into the Apple, Apple ecosystem. Like it's yeah. just, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. Well, before we kind of rate some of them, one thing I wanted to do is kind of lay out the free version of this, right? Like let's show people if you, the best version of this, I think is a coach that I would always prescribe, even if you have a whoop to cross check, double check is to develop your own biomarkers, kind of like we do with our, Hey, how was your mood this week? Right. Day. Um, because that dictates a lot. How did you sleep? You heard people say now, like, instead of asking someone, how are you? It's better to say, how'd you sleep? You'd learn a lot more. I think that was on Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast. And um, so basically, if you do that and you simply just have a way of checking in a feedback loop where you can come back to that, that's enough for you to develop some pattern recognition of like, oh, this is what I do. This is what time I get to bed. This is what I typically, how I wake up. And this is when I feel good. This is why I don't. Now, I think that if the wearable, 
helps you actually like there's some motivation, there's some domino effect that actually does encourage you to either take more steps, um, eat a little bit better because you see, oh shit, my strain is bad. How do I help this? Right. Or most importantly, sleep a little bit more, even if it's just time in bed, because like that it's all moving towards a net positive in terms of like society, culture, everybody moving towards like sleep is good. We need to sleep more. And so any data that helps support like, Hey, you should, it's okay. Like I, I do like that. Um, now I will say that, uh, you know, when you decide to dive into like one of these, right. Um, I want you to notice from a coaching standpoint, like a trainer standpoint, look at like the marketing behind each of these because it is so, so significant. You were just saying like uh, it's not – uh, accurate, accurate enough yet. Right. And that's hundred percent true because I talked to the sleep researcher, Dr. Greg Potter or something. And, uh, years ago, he talked about all these wearables. Like it sounds cool. It makes you feel like you're in the driver's seat. You're in control. You see all these different phases of your sleep, but like we don't know enough and the technology is not that great. Like the interface is great. Design's great, but the technology is not as advanced yet to where like for a couple hundred dollars, you can have this thing on your wrist. For a couple years away, we're like the sharp, the sharpening of it is is still to come. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of like my context that I wanted to paint before we kind of dive into. All right, what's like the best recommendation? Because um, there's something to that whole ignorance is bliss. The more data you know, it is helpful, but then it's also detrimental if you can't let go of it. And that personality type we can detect as trainers and coaches like, Hey, this will be helpful for you. And then let's cut it off or like, Hey, you know, uh, don't touch it. Let's stay more on the, the biomarkers. This is just going to make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah. I, I literally use my Fitbit for, um, my alarm in the morning because it's got a vibrating alarm that doesn't wake my wife up and I'm mm -hmm. an early riser. And then number two, I really use it just to make sure I get my steps every day. You know, I try to make sure I'm at least hitting 10,000 steps every day. Yeah. I find that really helpful for that. Super simple. Um, probably measures my heart rate fairly accurate. I think I got up to like 141 today on my workout. So, and it didn't, it felt like a, a fairly good strain. This does not really give you strain at all. Um, yeah. Apple doesn't really give you a strain. Um, it gives a, I think a little one actually. I find Apple to be more accurate on uh, actual calories that it gives you. So like – Oh, cool. So my people who have Apple Watches, when they get done a workout, they have way less calories uh, accumulated throughout the workout than people on Fitbit. Fitbit is very generous. And it's so inflated. It's like, yeah, it's very generous. Um, yeah. Like I've had a, a 76 year old client who's gotten like over 400 calories burned in an hour session. Like, right. It didn't happen. Um, so, you know, um, it's okay though. But then like, I, I also know people have gotten so obsessed with it. Like if it feels like it's not reading accurately, they send them back like to the company because they've been so upset oh. that it didn't read it the way they thought it should read them. Yeah. Right? And this is where it becomes kind of a problem, right? Because now, like, it, just like you were saying earlier, it's not about learning your body and being in tuned with your body. Like, um, like 
find like a like women are really good at this probably because of how uh, their bodies are already designed, but like they're just more in tune. Generally speaking, women tend to be very in tune to like where their how their body's feeling throughout the month, how their body's like feeling. A lot of my guy clients are just not in tune to that. Like we're very like pain or like feel good. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, two modes. Two modes, right? Um, and I'm being very generalistic here, so it's not everybody, but like. I think in that, like the the goal as a coach is trying to help people assess and be suspicious and curious on how they are feeling, how they did respond to things, how that workout did impact their mood the rest of the day. Like those are things that I find to be more helpful and more mature in the health journey. And I think sometimes people get so caught up on the data. The times mm-hmm. where I think the data has been really helpful, though, for clients is when they're just not aware of how far off they are on their sleep recording, on their walking. Like sometimes people really need to see those numbers to kind of have a come to Jesus moment. Well, I totally agree with you on that. It's a way to build evidence against something you want to test. So I tested with one of my clients um, in the Caribbean. She uh, business owner mom with a kind of newborn, right? Um, very busy. And, uh, she, I remember like was having a lot of trouble sleeping obviously. Right. And one of the things we tested was a breathing protocol that was only like a few minutes before bed. And she had her happen to be wearing the whoop the entire time before and after for a very consistent amount of time and noticed that the second night that basically she started doing it like there was a significant difference in the quality of sleep and the markers that it kind of measures it Mm. and the strain so the like she was more it showed you were more recovered and ready for activity in your day um she was just doing parasympathetic breathing before bed yeah it's literally the difference between like because if you think about it imagine like going into the freezer like you know when um if you, yeah, when you go to sleep, you're like going into the freezer for eight hours or six hours or whatever it is. Right. And so if you go in like tense, like that's how you're going to freeze. And like, and most of us are that way, right. Where it's like shallow breathing, mouth breathing, you're like thinking about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you doze off versus if you are truly in a very relaxed state, like imagine freezing that way, you're more likely to maybe, maybe not thaw completely throughout the rest of the night, you know? Um, So I, I totally agree with you on that. It's looking for trends and patterns. Um, if I was to say like, cause the whoop is the one that I got to test. I got to see a ton of people's data and, and um, I've seen different versions of it, right? Um, I wanted to point out that like the branding aspect here because the technology with all of them, it's pretty good. It's pretty good to like give you trends. There are things with like Fitbit, I will say that depending on how much money you spend into them, some are yeah. worse than others. Like some yes. are way better and kind of closer to the whoop. Uh, and some are just, you know, just the basics to give you some trends. Like, but um, I think Apple, let's look at kind of the marketing. Obviously, Apple is Apple. We don't need to say much about them. They have a lot of money to put into health and these types of things. And they are, they have been for a long time. So I trust that technology in terms of like, uh, yeah. you know, them being able to keep up with it, develop it. I so Apple, Apple Watch is, yeah, Apple. Apple Watch is trusted. You can't go wrong, mm-hmm. especially if you're somebody who's like, oh, I want to double it up with a cool, like nice looking watch, you know, and you, you want some of those things. Um, Whoop, 
is definitely geared towards the athlete, okay? Somebody who is a recreational athlete or somebody who likes to like really focus on their activity and performance. Um, there's a focus on data in so many different areas. Strain, um, that's a big one. Uh, like you said, HRV. Um, their pricing is like 30 bucks a month. You have to do it for a year now. I actually got one when it was like you could get the whole unit and just that was one time. Um, but the upgrade is you get to swap it out anytime technology improves. So you get access to some of that. But essentially, you have to think about that's $360 for a whole year that you are committing to essentially. Um, and it might be worth it to do it for a year and then honestly not have to do it for a while maybe. Um, so that's something to think about. I, I will say if they had an option where you could cancel any time, I would definitely go with whoop. The fact that it's a 12 month commitment does annoy me a little bit. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> that's the thing with whoop, but remember I am somebody who also like with aura rings marketing, right. Um, they cater more towards well being and kind of people who are more like, I don't know, like not just rah, rah, rah. Like I'm also you know what I mean? And so I've had nurses, I've had people internationally who've purchased them and um, it does work great. They've improved their technology. It's a ring. Uh, it is one time fee, which is what's nice about it. I think it's like 350 or 360 or something yeah, like that. It's basically exact, exactly the same. You pay it up front. Um, their app interface is definitely a little bit different. I coached a CFO of a really big like Fortune 100 company and he basically was wearing the aura or he was debating between the aura and felt more resonated with like that marketing, but he was a, like used to do triathlon, you know, triathlons, CrossFit games, competitor, high level, like, and so he would resonate with the whoop, but like all of a sudden when your lifestyle goals shift a little bit where you're like, that's not me, you know, where I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I don't need that. I don't need all that that's where you start to resonate with these certain things or Fitbit, right? Fitbit is a very accessible focusing on steps. That's the branding you have with it. It's like, okay, it'll give me my steps. There's a lot more to it nowadays, but that's like what they've kind of imprinted in our minds over time. Um, and also accessibility because there's a price range and you can get any of them and there's no like uh, subscription essentially. Um, so it's very good to, I think, look at how each of them market to different groups, despite the technology being relatively the same and doing very similar things. It's the pricing model and it's the way that it's being kind of like saying that like people like us do things like this. You know what I mean? People mm -hmm. like us who play yeah. golf, who play tennis, who do this even twice a week, we wear whoops to track our stuff and perform better, get the extra edge. People like us who are coaches, who, you know, uh, like are on a budget, but also want like really good data or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but also want to look good while we're doing it and coaching Apple Watch. That's for us, right? Like if you're a little bit more creative, you like, like you're going to go maybe towards that. Um, so there's so many um, little things that affect our purchasing decisions with each of these yeah. uh, and it's good as a coach to observe the marketing with each of them because the people that buy each of these with any of those brands are our target clients as remote coaches you know what I'm saying like they should be collaborate like 
you, we should be partnering with them. We should be trying to like pay attention to the type of content they're creating and what data they're uncovering from spending the millions of dollars trying to sell this, you know, piece of technology. Um, that's all data we can pick up as coaches. So I I um, agree, man. Like, I think your branding perspective of that was like spot on. I was just saying, concluding, like, if I'm a coach and I'm looking to say, you know, and a client comes in and asks me, what tracker should I get? If I know them and I'm trying to think through what's best, I would try to answer that differently based on who they are. So yeah. if, they're, if they're a client who I think struggles to move, they work a, you know, a desk job most of the day or they're doing creative work and they're sitting most of the day, um, I would say Apple – or Fitbit would be best just to help you kind of get a gauge on your steps and maybe seeing a little bit of like how many roughly calories you're burning a day. You that can quit, quit it after a couple months too because like you're not locked in with the subscription. Exactly. It's a little bit less you know, uh, risk. If you are someone who either A, um, likes to have a good time on the weekends and drink a lot or like throughout the week – or B, like you're a competitive athlete and you really need to make sure you're upping your recovery as much as possible. I love the Whoop. And here's why. Yeah. Um, the Whoop does a really good job kind of helping you make sense of why you feel the way you do. And I think it's the Great most point. accurate with that. So like I've had a bunch of clients I've tried to talk to about not drinking as much and the impact it has. And so no one likes to hear that conversation who – right. Like, but there is something when it's the bad guy is really just the numbers and the numbers don't lie and they're not personal. It's just it's like the, the tax guy. Exactly. So I've had so many people have a come to Jesus moment with like how much alcohol is ruining their recovery that like when they see that, they're like, gosh, I was in the red for like three days after that binger. I'm like, yeah, it takes that long to actually feel better. Um, so, and I've had some people that make some really great progress because of those. So if it depends on where you're at, but if you kind of like, you're not hitting, if you're a client and you're not hitting your goals and you think it's cause you're not moving, I get a tracker that helps me understand movement. If you're someone who likes to have a good time and you're not sleeping a lot and you're trying to get as much out of life as you can every hour, I do the whoop because it's probably going to be the thing that holding you back is you're just not recovering well enough. So, yeah, I, I really like that. It's, uh, Great way to categorize it. If anybody has any follow-up questions on this, definitely let us know if you're in the market for it. We've got all the links up in the description below to make it easier. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out and uh, listening. Anything uh, you want to leave our listeners with, Blake, before we sign off? No. Um, if you guys have any more questions or thoughts, you know, you can always DM us and just we'd love to chat with you and kind of think through what, what – might be best for you. Um, and if you're listening as a coach and you're trying to think about these and have some more questions, hit us up. See you guys next time.